0: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style
1: selling a little or a lot
2: I need to tell you about a game called The Longing Jewel Skill. Also, I'm Scott Tilford. This is the part of the podcast. I don't even know what introduction <laughs> wait. wait, wait.
3: Since <laughs> so, so you usually we ramble for about twenty minutes and then you yeah. say I press the record button. Yeah. And this time round, you've hit me with it and just gone like, boom, I need to tell you about a I game. Just, but also you know, we're it, doing the
2: podcast. You've got to mix it up every now and then.
3: It's you know what, Scott? You know. I've got a longing to understand what this game is about. Come on, tell me. So this me.
2: was part of the uh, the Nintendo Indie Showcase. It's been out for a couple of years uh, on PC and stuff, but it's a game that literally takes 400 days to be. Um, and ways. To, <laughs> there are ways to uh, reduce the counter, but you're playing as a little dude called a Shade um, who gets okay. made by a king. And then he's like, I'm going to go to sleep. Can you wake me up in 400 days? And so like he's then asleep in the middle of the room. And the game is like a mix of like Animal Crossing and... I don't even know. Basically, you just do little bits every day, and it takes it's four hundred days of real world time to get through. But you can sit in his bedroom, you can read books. Moby Dick's in there, you can read it in full. Or you so, just, oh, just bro. Little... When,
3: when, so when does the game start? Well, that is the game, isn't it? That's just, oh, you know, just you, see, yeah. you, see, you're falling into my trap card. i have <laughs> hey, activated my trap card, you give my boy because go on. That's that's not a game. That's well, it, the, but well, like you like this thing. I've I, you and I have come to blows about the uh, the merits and cons of just Animal a dust Crossing. cloud with
2: limbs coming like, out of it.
3: I'm I'm very much a person that doesn't enjoy wasting my time on <laughs> like games. And I, I, I totally if that's <laughs> no, your no cup I. of tea. If that's yes. your cup of tea, right? If you like going well, into the Animal Crossing and picking up fifty bugs and then going in to move a furniture uh, like a sofa, like the amount of people that got so incredibly like elated by the fact that you could now lay pavements in the newest one i was still, like how is that a big feature but i'm not i'm not how gonna lie that a big I,
2: I bounced the hell off animal crossing new horizons because it, it i mean a whole there's a whole article on the site uh why it's the loneliest game ever because you're just talking to a bunch of robotic animals <laughs> that'll just feed you like vague friendship statements and i was like this actually just makes me feel more alone to be honest it's it's platitudes it's the game it's yes. basically
3: just like and, meaningless buzzwords to be like you feel better now
2: yeah and it's and i, th- I get that that totally works for people and to be honest it did work a bit for me last year but in terms of the longing, that game is literally locked down the game like you are how do you want to spend your 400 days I spent two hours last night Jules Gill, walking up a staircase because he walks really slowly as well he walks really slowly because oh, you're, it's a you're
3: causing time. my blood to boil man <laughs> you spent two real world hours climbing well, stairs it was
2: like oh you, you all could've... you just wait you just went to what I did at the top of those stairs what are you gonna oh, say? you tell me I, did you just, well, did you dust the cupboard you're actually quite close I got oh, to- my. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but this this game.
2: So, so I, went, I got to the top of the stairs because I used it as a podcast game. So I was like, "Well, and you can tell him to auto walk if you want, so you don't have to play it if you don't want to. Just tell him to walk." Oh my have God, so it, man remo- to it
3: removes walk. the one bit of agency that Just you love do it. have.
2: So I went, I walked up the stairs. Took me a, a couple hours, and I, I got through all my podcasts. It was lovely. And then I got to the top of the stairs, and uh, there was a little spider there, little spider hanging out, and in uh, really? and, and the shade man was like, "Oh, I found a friend. There's actually something else living in here." And then the <laughs> spider needs to make another web to go somewhere else, and he, and then the game tells me that that's going to take days. So I need to wait days in the same place before i go back to see actual days
3: do. right like this yeah. isn't like in game days.
2: oh doors take hours so when you try to open a door it's like oh this is going to take two hours you going to need to come back so i i set a little alarm last night and i came back in two hours just to open a door that's that's what we're doing that's what we're dealing that, with and right, i know that, i sound very ill right now and i am physically ill but i think i'm also head ill
3: I think <laughs> what you've described there gone. is like the worst Mobile <laughs> freemium titles that you're happy about. Like, I just, I I'm fascinated. I don't get by you, it. mate. I don't what, get you.
2: What, you. what, what happens at the end of the four hundred days, though? Because there's multiple endings, and I can, I've picked up some coal. And multiple some endings. Fint. That you're going to have to play it <laughs> multiple times. You're going to sit
3: there and be like, oh, that ending was good. Better wager another four hundred oh. days of your life
4: but i just Scott, want to make how
3: can right okay i get what you're you're saying is that it yes. uh, it takes 400 days but it's actually yes. more like you're only playing it for like what two hours might, three hours as long as time, you go because right? like you dip can dip in dip out sort of.
2: yeah you can finish it if you if you start it at the very beginning you get made and then if you literally just turn the game off your doodle just sleep for 400 days you could come back in 400 days and get an ending right so okay. that's one thing that it's just that side of it fascinates me because we've never we've never had a game be done like this i'm just kind of like this is this is a, the, uh, I'm the closest that
3: we came to though was maybe the Stanley parable with that one achievement that was like, don't play the game for five years or whatever it was. Yeah, which I
2: didn't do. But that was a gimmick by yeah, now, I guess. What yeah. was about to say, you have done it by not doing it. <laughs> we've all got that achievement.
3: Is but... this going on a, a list of games that you can complete by doing literally nothing? Because if, if not, this is a wasted opportunity. We
2: didn't, I've never, we've never, We. yes, it should. Because we've not <laughs> thought of doing that. That's. Um, I don't know we're if making, that we're anyway. making content while we're making content. <laughs> Welcome to the UBP, everyone. We uh, we put content in the content so we can content while we content. Also, this <sighs> is the Untitled Banter podcast. I'm Scott Taylor joined by Jules Gill.
3: Wait, is this a second round Robin? In- I just intro to of- them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they probably chewed <laughs> off by now.
3: Hello, everyone. UPP, UPP, UPP.
2: Now, we did ask for um, a usual round of questions. Thanks, everybody, so much for sending their stuff in. I am going to go through questions a little bit faster. One, because we had a bit of a blab about the longing, but I needed to tell someone about the longing. Otherwise, it's just me in a room. You,
3: th- you thought, oh, I'll go to my uh, the perennial egg, Jules Gill. <laughs> He'll be the tub person because he's not constantly trying to make use of what little time he has to play <laughs> video games in the first place. I'm going to tell him about 400.
2: 400- oh. I was, oh. I was sitting there, like hour one, halfway up the stairs. And the character says, these are some long stairs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they are a bit. But, like, I, but I'm, what's at the top? Eh? It puts the ladder of Metal Gear Solid to shame. It's literally that, the game. It's literally that. But what's at the top? I don't know. You don't know. Let's find out in 400 days. Anyway.
3: You know, you know when, when people say like something's a turn off? That, that yeah. description of this is like, uh, it's made it go inside me. That's how <laughs> much I'm turned off by this. It's like an
2: alligator's peen. Yeah, it's like a, like a lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> um, first a question from Caleb J. Ross, um, who just says, cutscenes, yes or no, sometimes is not allowed. I'm going to say yes. I don't know why uh, you, Maniac is skipping cutscenes.
3: Yes, with a caveat, that they go should on. all come with a skip cutscene button.
2: They should, but I also hate when a game suggests that you skip it. Like when in the corner it just what? says skip. Like, you know in some oh sort of like yeah, yeah yeah and yeah i'm just yeah. sort of like what the entire art department's just crying in the corner because like oh you suggest it's a bit harsh it, isn't it been the whole story off um yeah definitely yes though question from uh james slash jamie if you had to fight through a horde of zombies a la army of the dead what would be your video game weapon of choice thanks and hope you're both doing well listening to us the two of us is a highlight of their week um oh. i would say thank you very much i would say thank the- you big old paddle thing with the chainsaw from sword. dead rising
3: to from dead <laughs> rising yeah yes yes <laughs> i was about to say that dead rising literally has the best weapons for any sort of like zombie horde culling that you need to do mm-hmm. i personally would go for the uh i think it's called the raging thunder or the Roaring Ro. no roaring thunder it's okay. the blanker mask with the battery pack so that you just basically scream it and- yeah i think it's from three or It might be from two actually right. it might be two off the record mm-hmm. and it's like the goes there's like a huge wave of lightning attack around you just like <laughs>
2: that was, was like hilarious, ever since the other week when we did a chatty face and benji benji ben roy referred to uh the zombie attitude era the mid-2000s as the zombie attitude era when everything was zombies and he's yep. so right because it yeah. was like the, the dead rising is the epitome of the zombie attitude era and i can't not think of it in that way now where i'm just sort of like, that was such a time like just like big explosive face mask and everything
3: it might well be one of my uh, favorite franchises um
2: yeah. I, I really
3: don't like dead Rising. Four I think it's the worst one. And I think the Dead Rising 3 kind of lost a lot of its charm. But Dead Rising uh, 1 and especially 2, especially, mm-hmm. especially, especially off the record. They really were a good laugh.
2: opens on chainsaw, a chainsaw-mounted bike. It does. It yeah, does. yeah, that's yeah, be quite quite part of the zombie reality TV show. Yes. Uh, d- yeah, definitely go back to 2. I still haven't played 3, but at some point I'll plug the gap. Next question from mm-hmm. Brian Jackson. With Resident Evil Village coming up, I'm curious what style of Resident Evil you prefer. Personally thought Resident Evil Biohazard was excellent and can't wait for Village. Resident
3: Evil Biohazard? Well, Resident Evil Biohazard is obviously the Japanese Beautiful name. I mean, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming that they are referencing to fixed camera angle versus first person. Mm, well, um, which
2: also leaves out the RE4, RE2-3 remake type stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, I actually personally prefer the over-the-shoulder stuff. Um, mm. I, I think that Resident Evil 2's remake really did perfect that sort of yeah, um, totally. uh, the fluidity of movement between like getting your, uh, your gun up and moving around and still having enough... Um, of a, a visual spectrum that you mm-hmm. can see enemies coming from the sides but enough so that it blocks off so you feel a little bit powerless and helpless yeah. I think. Did it's, you see a very good job that. The
2: announcement of Resident Evil 4 VR last night? No, I missed
3: this. Uh, please, <laughs> uh, there's a
2: VR version. They're doing it. a VR ver- it's only on the uh, Oculus Quest 2 or something but they're doing a VR version of Resident Evil 4. But I reckon that'll be spectacular fun. It probably will be. I'm not yeah. a big VR VRsman. I sort of am and I'm if it's No Man's Sky I'm there on day 1 but if it's anything else oh. I you know, if it was uh, the longing in VR. Oh, yeah, <laughs> climbing
3: up those stairs. Uh, I've just thought, that how scary would it be when you come across the Regenerators? Yes, you know, I'll the call ones call that,
2: it. like, a, do the... I was going to say you would hear it for oh, around the horrible. corner. Horrible. I think um, in terms of the two styles of Resident Evil, and he's, he's left out the uh, the sort of over-shoulder one. If I'm picking between fixed camera yeah. perspective okay. and first person, I think I'd probably go fixed camera out of those two because... I, I, I do enjoy I a just fixed camera. That, yeah, it's like a Maybe it's
3: person. because of the fact that it's a nostalgia thing where we remember how mm. beautifully detailed at the time the locations were because it was like that allowed them to put in so much more graphical fidelity into mm. the backdrops, and that in turn created
2: a very cool atmosphere I was going to um, say, I think it gives it an insane sense of place that, like, mm. you just, it, the medium reminded me of it, like a big, zoomed out, you know, that style.
3: You've got to think as well about um, direction. When mm-hmm. you um, allow, uh, when you choose to have a fixed camera perspective, the director of the scene is allowed to create that perfect feeling. Like totally. it is showing you exactly what it wants to show you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times that I've missed an important set piece in a first person game where I've just run around a corner, maybe not looked where the game wanted me to and uh-huh. completely missed like a, I don't know, like a giant whale jumping out the sea. And I'd be like, oh, I, could, I was looking at this, like a gas canister. Hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird that I was thinking of this the other day. Um, the bit in Bioshock Infinite when you go back to Rapture and Sonic oh, yeah. at the window, totally yeah. missed that. Just, oh yeah, you told was just, me was you, was were look, you were looking around look... Rapture, <laughs> so like, oh, the window. Rapture. Like, like a little like a
3: little cat trying to come in. Just kind of, like I'm, I'm dead now. I'm dead. I'm dead. See <laughs> so you I later.
2: I, mate. I, I span around and saw it um, sort of fade away from the window, but I was like, it's not been there the whole time. I like, just saw, sort of, oh, <laughs> oh no, right, then, yeah, all um, right. Yeah, I think sometimes the first person stuff. Um, it's weird because I think they're doing it really well. All the all the newest stuff they showed last night for RE8 looks really solid. Um, but I just, I don't know signature style, I want them, I, at some point I want them to go back and do another isometric, the medium style yeah. I want, and be I,
3: cool I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did actually return to that, if we get another handheld console that is like mm. pretty powerful maybe like, I feel like a little retro throwback on a yeah. sort of a smaller console probably would uh, be quite fitting. I kind of thought it. they might
2: do something this because it's the 25th anniversary. It was in February, I think, or mm-hmm. maybe it was March, but it's this year. I thought they might do something as like a throwback to that. But like because last night it was like, oh, we got one more announcement, and then it's just more of what we already know is. Yeah, coming. yeah. I yeah, thought yeah, they yeah. would throw some some fun little thing in. And um, next question from Edward Shiraz hands. great name, Ooh, very um, nice. What is a game that you consistently think is undervalued, and why is it always Xenoblade Chronicles?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so scene of blade chronicles is one of those games where um everyone who i've ever met has really really enjoyed it mm. and they've always but they've always had that little caveat of just kind of like ah, this, yeah. uh, it's-,
2: it's not like like outward it's not five star recommendable like i've got chronicles 2 yeah, um, but I've it's ne- the perfect I the six out of ten
3: one. game, isn't it? Like, I I
2: was, maybe like a seven. Maybe just th- been... th-
3: it, it falls into that category that we were discussing a few episodes ago, mm. where like you will staunchly defend and say you had a great time, and anyone who's played it will say that. But it's just there's just something about it that stops it <laughs> from being perfect. Um, I totally recommend uh, um, consider it to be an underrated game, though, mm-hmm. for sure. Um,
2: Cons- like consistently undervalued. I don't know why, but my mind went to XCOM, even though XCOM is like a go-to thing. I just mm. Mm-hmm. I,
3: no, I can agree with you because it does get I personally feel that it's always in the conversation of games, right. but no one ever really gives it the time of day. It's got like, like, I feel like it, team-based it, combat's just gone now. Yeah, it, it's got its notoriety as being like it's a hard game, it's a crushing mm-hmm. game, it's a game that will do this, and it's also a game that has one of the best expansion packs ever made in War of the Chosen, but <laughs> it doesn't ever seem to be at the forefront of everyone's mind. Like, you'll have people that are XCOM fans, but you won't mm. have people, like, staunchly defending it like you will, like, Bioshock or something like that. Like, there's, you know, it's like,
2: how, how big is our office and only me and you play XCOM? Like, yeah, I've not come across that. anyone really else weird. who's brought it up. I mean, maybe they do, maybe they're secret XCOM fans, but, like, I've never... It just doesn't seem to be in the conversation as much as, like, you would assume people have played Bioshock or whatever.
3: I'll tell you what, my underrated um, video game is a mm. way-back-way pull from the PlayStation 1 era speed freaks oh everyone yes. always talks about crash <laughs> team racing diddy kong racing obviously mario kart but
2: no one talks about speed freaks, speed freaks is such a good game it was brilliant that that had the it was like inverted rayman like if rayman it didn't did not yeah i guess they didn't have limbs either they were like floating creatures in the little uh, it, was, it was just
3: just big heads uh float no uh no like elbows no need to animate knees <laughs> or anything like that and the best part is is that if you completed i think i can't remember what time trial or special thing you had to do but you got um uh, to play as one of the character's dogs. I think the dog was called Monty.
2: God, this is a pullback. I, I, I can't... You, oh, you know, when, you know when you get, like, crippled by nostalgia, where you just yeah. sort of go, oh, like, yeah. all the people at once. Yeah, the- <laughs> yeah the- oh, my God. Yeah, the dog in the cart.
3: <laughs> I know that people can't see this, but what's happened is, you know that scene in um, Ratatouille, where the guy eats the tiny bit of Ratatouille, and he has the flashback <laughs> to when he was a kid. Like, Scott's just had that face of just like, oh, oh, oh this is brilliant. This I've is lived goodness. a whole
2: life, and now I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I just... Yeah, that I I had that had that the other day when I saw the Ape Escape box art and I was like, oh, my childhood. Uh, like, that's yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um many moons ago. But yeah, Speed Freaks and Crash, I mean the Speed Freaks and Crash Team Racing were the were the two mm-hmm. for me because I didn't mm-hmm. have an N64 when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, Speed Freaks is an absolute shout. Mod Nation Racers as well. On oh, the, yeah. Uh, PS3 lovely little kart racing follow-up. Um so yeah, I guess it would be them. Next question from okay. go on. Going. No, I was
3: gonna say, what was your underrated one? It was gonna be modern I, Yeah, my, there.
2: I yeah, my sort of my default went to XCOM, but I think it's mainly just because in terms of like conversations, I feel like it mm-hmm. should be up there. Maybe it is up there with, like, the Bioshocks, the GTAs. We're just hanging um, around with the wrong crowd. Maybe. We just need to go find a bunch of top-down, <laughs> twin-based... It's <laughs> a completely different assortment of people who know what, um, yeah, War of the Chosen is. Mm. Um, but next question from Paul KSM. A up your pair of legends, and hey. same to you, friend. Um, a long-time fan, of the con- long-time fan of the hashtag content. Uh, you Classic. pair always dynamite. Thank you very much. Given the budget and your preferred development team, what game would you make? UBP, UBP, UBP. I think we've had this question... Before I we've know. had,
3: like, I think we've had like, um, uh, what genre would we like to make? Mm. I think that I said that um, I wanted to make like a kind of like a Dino Crisis uh, remake Ooh. mixed with um, like a like a park management sim, but it wasn't Jurassic so guess, World thing. Right. Uh, no, this it was more no, like no, it was G- It was GTA, slate. but with um, uh, with uh, Jurassic Park. That's the game. Oh that yeah, I'd yeah,
2: yeah. Make. That was like a crossover question. So this is just complete blank slate. But you can assign okay. a developer with a budget. What would you have them make? Oh. I would totally have Naughty Dog do. Uh, the sci-fi IP that they've sort of been teasing for the last 30 years. Um, they've sort of, It's it's teased in uh, Last of Us as well. It's the comics that uh, Ellie is writing. Um, Savage Starlight, I think it's called in Last mm-hmm, of Us. Um, mm-hmm. But in their 30th anniversary art book, <clears throat> they talk about this sci-fi IP that they've sort of been sketching out for a lot of years and they've never pulled the trigger on it. Um, and I would just love that team to do a sci-fi, op- a sci-fi op- well, like a big sci-fi platform reaction, uncharted in space type thing. Yeah, kind of like that... Star Wars 1313, 13, but like a more... Uh, specifically a new a IP.
3: That would be brilliant. And we're not allowed Gosh. to carry on like an already existing IP, are we? you, you got the budget and your preferred dev team. Well, I mean, I would go for, um. I, I would just like to see a, a sequel to Bully, like re- really badly because they teased it for a bit, didn't they? Where um, you were, what's the name of the main character? Oh, it's um, Jimmy Hopkins. Jimmy Hopkins. I was, you know what? I was about to call him Jimmy just for like pulling a name <laughs> out of my ass. But like, yeah, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hopkins. I, uh, they were, re- there were rumours that he was going to be at university and it was going to be set Well, there was a whole
2: thing. There was a whole thing leaked of like, you go back to his hometown and like you got to, you move back in with his dad and it had this whole sort Uh, of, there was loads of like leaked sketches and stuff. Um, And I think, I'm trying to think back, it's like six years worth of news leaks and stuff, Mm -hmm, but I'm mm -hmm. sure that was eventually confirmed to have been in development, but um, Rockstar abandoned it, but there was no reason given Um, because there was their agent thing as well. um, And where they were going to do like a stealth thing. That was back in 2006 or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I ah, guess the stealth genre, Yeah, that's another thing that the stealth attitude era, but uh, in terms of, um, rockstar, I mean, they are so relaxed right now in terms of what they're putting out. I mean, I know they would be crunching behind the scenes, but in terms of like the amount of games we're getting, it's like a 10th yeah. of what they used to put out. Um, would you have rockstar do something?
3: Um, I, well, that's the thing I, I wouldn't do it if it came with their crunch culture. Mm. Um, I probably would, I dunno. It's, it's, I'm trying to, oh, I tell you what, actually I'll Go scrap on. my a- answer. I, I reform pandemic studios oh, and I'd yeah. get, and I'd get them to finish off star Wars battlefront three, their, their original shout. version, because it was 90% done. Oh. Like that's the worst thing about it is that <laughs> there is a game out there. There's somebody with the code somewhere that probably could just tidy up a few things and pump it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah,
2: oh, boys. Pandemic as well. And um, they did they, the saboteurs, the thing that killed them ironically called oh, the saboteur, yeah, yeah. but um, I always liked um, full spectrum warrior. I've not gone back to it in a while, but that was like a turn based kind of kind of ex comish more like Valkyrie Chronicles because yeah. the camo was like with the squad but you were well, like positioning you, them and all that kind of thing you,
3: you didn't actually play as any of the soldiers you were no. playing as a floating giant triangle weren't you <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. it's like I am the triangle that
2: cool. like it was all because apparently it was it was taken from some training uh software that they used in the military mm. back then or something and they um used it to make this sort of military sim game um and it is backwards compatible on xbox um but yeah you're like moving units to specific flanks and then like choosing when to throw grenades in I just of it was really cool kind of like valkyrie chronicles but it's not um like it's not anime it's more realistic
1: yeah um so yeah. selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage
4: Just go to indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need
2: Indeed. It's um, Next question from Matthias Grimm. Uh, thoughts on this year's All Digital E3? Are you as hyped as previous years or less so? What are your expectations? Love you all. Be safe. Same to you. Oh, I love you, mate.
3: Um, <laughs> my expectations as per every E3 are <laughs> rock bottom low um, just because of the fact that I like to keep my expectations low so I'm pleasantly surprised if I mm. walk away with anything I feel like there's nothing worse than getting extremely hyped up for an event like this and then going in and being like oh my favourite title didn't get mentioned oh the remake that I thought was coming out has been cancelled mm. or it's been turned into a freemium mobile game or whatever Like, speaking of which it's... the Mortal
2: Kombat movie is out next week and I've got a tattoo planned anyway carry on Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, I, I rarely do I let myself get fully carried away on hype, but the Mortal yeah. Kombat movie looks utterly be- ridiculous. I was looking it's at this it, like your that. back tattoo from what we were talking about last <laughs> week? You get your back tattooed t- yeah, just all over my face as well. I'll just be a walking yeah. embodiment of the entire IP.
3: <laughs> you should have like player one and player two in place of your eyebrows and have your <laughs> whole face converted into the original screen. I'll have just like get Scorpion's mask like- tattooed on. Yeah, have like um uh like scorpion popping out of one nostril, Then you could maybe have Johnny <laughs> Cage just like out of the corner of your eye.
2: Get an extra arm tattooed on, just be Goro. Yeah, exactly. You know, it exactly. Um, anyway, it all yes, you were saying things about all digital E3. It is better to temper expectations, especially this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited at the same time because uh, having a, a touchstone event like this is always quite nice because it yeah. keeps it gives you an insight into what's going on in the industry. The only problem is is that as uh, Devolver Digital has pointed out many many times in their sort of parody uh piss take um conferences <laughs> is that it is now all about the buzzwords it is about yes. adverts it is it about it is about trailers that do not reflect the end game it is about promising you content that will be playable maybe about five years down the line but you can buy it right now yeah and i, I feel like it's um e3 has become more and more desperate uh it's the same problem and this is this is tangential but i promise you it's going somewhere mm-hmm. um Back in the day, like I said, I used to work for a language company. We used to go to lots and lots of big events and have to basically pitch to people there to go and buy our language product. Okay. Um, but the problem was, is that every single year, the costs incurred by the company to go and promote at these events would go up and up and up mm-hmm. because the um, the shows that we'd go to would be uh, get more and more attention. Therefore, space would therefore be worth mm-hmm. more, like you know, air quotes, worth. Mm-hmm. And so we had to then raise the price of our stuff to recoup the losses of going to these events. And It it sucks because you can see that happening in E3, and it's been going on for about like five to ten years. Just these people that are like, we can barely pay to get our game on the the floor, so we need to basically get you to pre-order right now because the marketing costs are now equal to, if not greater than, the development costs, and Mm -hmm. that is a weird state of affairs.
4: Also,
2: it's even last night proved it with Resident Evil. Like every individual company or franchise or whatever has their own live stream now. Like last Mm -hmm. night, Resident Evil was doing the whole world premiere style thing which came from the game awards and it's like what what would any publisher pay like the esa the company behind e3 what would they even pay them for yeah, like the exactly. assumption is you, know, you can be part of the e3 live stream but if you can get a few thousand people watching your live stream anyway without spending tens of thousands of dollars yeah. or whatever you're not going to do it so i i don't know i don't know what the hell i just I, I, it's reputation alone at this point like it's like oh you're going to be at e3 but what do you yeah, use I, anymore I guess the
3: way to look at it is that if you went and say that we did our own, you and I had a game and we had our own yes. live stream, we would get those hardcore fans that were had either heard about us or were interested in the franchise to begin with. Mm-hmm. If you roll with the E3 crowd, you're basically hoping to convert more casual fans to your cause, yeah. and obviously that's where the money is, like appealing to the uh, the mass market. So all E3 really boils down to is we've got a bigger platform. Like there's yeah. no, there's nothing special about it. It's just because we've they, been around long enough to have a big viewership
2: base. Yeah. And it's like the last few years they started making it more public as well. And obviously that mm-hmm. that hook isn't going to be there this, this year because it's all going to be, they said it's all going to be an all access digital event or something. But yeah. I don't know if they're going to do something like what Microsoft did where they put a bunch of demos online and you can play those things like within That'd that be like, That'd be very like that smart. That'd be very smart. Or do like a bunch of like maybe timed access to something. Um, but as it stands, I yeah I don't know I'm very apprehensive I think that there's there was a report I don't think me and you did the news on it it would have been last year because last year's E3 was cancelled but before then uh, there was this whole leaked report this leaked set of emails from the ESA um sending it to some sort of potential buyers to get floor space about what they were offering as a company what E3 could offer these people and Mm -hmm. it was like oh they were planning cutainment where they'd give you uh, apps that you could use while you were standing in line and it was (laughs) like manufacturing uh, social chits that they could cash in later. And like this weird buzzword stuff of like a chit being like this social currency thing, or you want to, you know, like fear of missing out and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, this just feels like corporate as hell. Like this weird manufactured for the kids kind of thing. I I, I hate the fact that they're trying to gamify just being alive.
3: (laughs) Like it's just, it's like wait in a queue, get a sticker, get five stickers and trade it in for 30 minutes of playing the division three. To be fair,
2: I will be on Pokemon go on those queues. I'm just, yeah, I mean, I'll be that like the...
3: that, to, that to me is probably a better use of their time because that's already <laughs> an established game. And if Nintendo were smart about it, they put like a gym or a poker stop right in the middle of oh, it. Oh, have a good time. Mm,
2: they probably would, to be honest. The um, that's oh, I'd, I'd just all oh, again all the memories. Pokemon Go come yeah. five years of it there now. Um, next question from Travis Nichols, top of the morning to you. How do you generally feel teammate? about game trailers showing too much? Of course, it's your own choice to watch, but where does the line get drawn between hyping up a release and giving away too much plot or character reveals? Isn't surprise the point of it all? You are completely correct.
3: Uh, We operate, what culture, Scott Mm. and I personally, um, on a cycle of picking apart every single piece of information that's (laughs) fed our way. So we can tell you hand on heart that it is draining, exciting, and demoralizing most of the time to work on these things and ruin the entire...
2: Film or uh,
3: <laughs> piece of TV or video game for yourself just by over analyzing.
2: See, I think happen. I'm not. I'm not necessarily like fundamentally down on it. It depends what it is. Sometimes you'll realize that you have spotted the entire the movies or the games yeah. entire plot in that trailer. But that's also on them to not give those things away. Like, um, you can spot Lady uh, Dimitrescu in the back Apparently, her name's Lady Dimitrescu by the way, not Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Eight. Okay, fair enough. ESA. They called her Lady Dimitrescu last night, hmm. and um, yeah, you can spot her in the background in one of the other shots, which sort of implies that she's in league with someone else in the new trailer whatever um but that would be something that i wouldn't have noticed unless ben roy was combing every frame of it and so i think like yeah it can sometimes get in the way but i don't know it for me there's an art to a good trailer there's an art to the misdirection it's just that it has to pay off later um and it depends how it's done
3: what I find um, kind of more infuriating Is that uh, if you're playing with a video game You obviously mm. have so much control Over what you show As in yeah. you are literally creating this, the, the the screens, the scenes From the ground up So you mm-hmm. can choose to mask stuff off better Which makes me always think That the teasers and the leaks That they include in these trailers They already have spotted them And they're just going like Ah, go on then Let's well, the get, the like, get the hype going It's
2: a weird like unsaid sort of bond Between like the fans And what they're going to put out As the trailers And then how, how they play With that expectation And how they yeah. find throw all that stuff in. Um, obviously, No Man's Sky is a bad way to do it. But in yeah. another way, I quite like the way Death Stranding did it, where we actually got a surprise because we didn't know what was coming until we actually played it on launch day. Next question from Sean O'Byrne, who says, UBP, 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 UBP. What is your favorite video game character entrance? Mine is Cloud riding the train in Final Fantasy VII. Now, I don't think I can beat that. In the original oh. Final Fantasy 7, young child me thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. When the whole the whole team, Barrett and, er- and not Erith, Barrett and Tifa and everybody, uh doubts that Cloud's still alive. Yeah. And the the train door opens and Cloud swings in and he yep. had my name because I called him Scott. Yeah. And yeah. Went, oh Scott, you're still alive. And I was like, This is the coolest thing I've ever done. And with that music as well, when that oh kicks in, you're just kind of like,
3: Yes, mate, I,
2: this- that whole opening to Final Fantasy Seven is still in the original one, is still so stupidly good. You've got to give them credit where credit's due. Um,
3: Final Fantasy as a series introduces its characters in the mm. best possible way. Like if I was to go,
2: burn
4: them, burn
2: them, I'm just playing through Final Fantasy X on the VN. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Do right, go you know what any of right. those lyrics are?
3: No, I know some of them. Um, it goes, uh, we are talking about Final Fantasy X, by the way. Just, yeah, it they, goes, that uh, just, what is it go? It goes, don't you <laughs> give up on it you bite the hand that feeds you marr, oh, marr, is it that? i think that's it that's that's the only bit that i know it's
2: great that's what i was that, that's mean you man there was, when you said that because <laughs> um, you started to, you did that music and i was thinking of oron when he turns up at the beginning of 10 when he sees yep. um the uh, what do you call it Sin. Being attacked, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. and yeah, sins but... coming and there's all the water and everything and Auron, or- Auron, Auron. Aaron is just standing there watching it come in. And I was like, that guy's the coolest thing ever. And then, oh, final, it's because he turns turns
3: to the camera. He looks over his shoulder, kind of at you. And he's like, this is about to be a good game here, boys. (laughs) And then he like walks along and then the rocks behind him get lifted up and you see it all like going over his head and people running away. And he's just cool as a cucumber. And it's
2: that bit when Titus uh, slash Titus, depending on where you're from, does that big old backflip kick as the music. And then spots the the things going like. It's a great opening cinematic that? that. Yeah, a better video game character intro than that.
3: The only one you're going to find that comes closest is not a good one. It's Bloody Zell from Final Fantasy VIII. God damn it. Oh, he backflips in. I, during I, the start I, of eight? I, Aim <laughs> with a passion, mate. Everything about him, and he's got the Mike me. Tyson tattoo. I, right, okay. the Mike Tyson tattoo that was literally <laughs> applied by his mum that morning, it seemed, because it's a so it's so dark and completely uniform that it looks like fake. When he does that little smile, but mean, he like, does the little pose, he's like, hey, "Why? He's why, like... why
2: you, where's all this hate for Zell coming from? Right, he's a okay. little oh, fighting man.
3: He's no, right. He's a little fighting man. That is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's, but he's so annoying. He's got um uh. He's just a very very aggressively Energetic character, right? And I hate his special move or one of his limit breaks that he has, where he runs around the entire world to punch somebody, right? <laughs> but he's pretty, but like a goddamn idiot, yep. he puts his he puts his feet down on the floor to skid to a halt before he punches them. <laughs> somebody like you, have lost the momentum you just built up.
2: I love young you being like, well, this doesn't make any sense at all. He's been I know, all, yeah. All and then about the two world. seconds,
3: left, like, oh, yeah, um, Quetzal- <laughs> Quetzalcoatl is like coming down. He's like a giant bird without a face. I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. That's
2: all fine. I think yeah. if we're thrown, uh, I'm just thinking of like the most cinematic games that make a point of introducing a, introducing a character with a certain level of like memorability or panache or whatever. So I go to Metal Gear Solid and then my mind yeah, went yeah, to that's... Vamp in Metal Gear Solid 2 um, oh, yes. or um, Grey, uh, Grey Ninja, Grey Fox, Grey Fox in uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 where you have that corridor full of bodies and then you realise that it's Grey Fox afterwards
3: if you're talking about character intros uh, badass ones like that Mm. when um, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 uh, Guns
2: of the Patriots yeah
3: yeah, Guns of the Patriots when um, uh, Raiden comes back Oh, when he gets, oh. And he, and he unmasks, and when he unmasks and he's like, and you're like, oh man, Brian has I, had a bit of work done to him, hasn't he? He's <laughs> had a bit of work done. And he, he holds the sword with his
2: foot. He's that like, whole oh. That whole bit where, because when we were younger, but every, so much of this is just back when we were young, but when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out and it was like old snake looking like he's yeah. 70 years old fighting those weird cow mechs, um, yeah. <laughs> which I realize how insane Metal Gear Solid sounds to people who didn't keep up with it at the time. But in Metal Gear Solid 4, there are some giant mechs that sound like cows and they walk on like organic legs, but they have metal tops. It's weird. a thing. Very and then weird. Snake is suddenly seventy years old because he's like a clone and he's aging faster. It's a whole thing. And then Raiden Trust me, comes. Even if you
3: sat through and played the game, it makes about as much sense.
2: <laughs> this is a franchise with a character called Hot Coldman, so don't I worry about it. But when yeah, when Raiden comes in and he just cuts all their legs out and he's infinitely mm. better than Snake in that scene. Young me was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I was always on the Raiden Defense Force um, during the uh, during the two thousands. Anyway. Oh yeah. But, um, what yeah, what a time. I think. Anything from Final Fantasy, anything from Metal Gear were pretty much good I'm with tr-
3: I'm trying to think of what else you've had. Um would I pick anything from I mean wrestling games are obviously out because obviously their <laughs> entrances are pretty like spectacular. Although,
2: when they started actually getting the budget and they did like because I remember when wrestling games were just the Titan Tron video behind the guy. And, and then no one walk arena, out, but... <laughs> just walking on the spot. Yeah. And then eventually was it Smack, was it SmackDown just bring it? That yeah. That had was when release? they first put in the uh, God. God, we're all Jules Gill, but that was a that was a big old time.
3: Uh, I mean, you mentioned Apescape. Spectre from Apescape, when Spectre he like so puts cool. the little helmet on his head and he becomes all <laughs> evil. I'm just like, oh, he's a he's a bad and he's a Rogan.
2: Oh my god! Anything from that era is uh, is pretty good. Okay, we'll end yeah. on a a, a a crossover question: movie slash games okay. uh, from Jody saying the Borderlands movie has cast Kevin Hart as Roland. Just can't see it working. Can anyone else see it? I don't have the reference point for this, but you know Roland, you know Borderlands things. Yeah, you see I Kevin think Hart working for this.
3: Um, I actually. <coughs> I think that he's a great uh, comic actor, Mm. but Roland as we know him, at least in the uh, majority of the uh, Borderlands appearances is very kind of stoic when compared to the I rest of the I thought that when clan. I was looking at artwork like, for him, yeah. The very first instance that you have where it runs through the different characters, like, you don't, they don't speak, but what they do is they have their uh, best traits shown instantly. So you mm. get, like, Mordecai, he does, like, the knife flippy stuff and, like, this little deadshot thing. Brick obviously smashes his hands together to show that he's strong. Mm. And then Lilith obviously does her, like, phase-walking thing here and blows a kiss. But then Roland comes along and he's actually just sat there completely like stoic and then just pushes the camera away. Like he okay. wants nothing to do with it. His whole gimmick here is like, I'm a soldier and I have I've got a past sort of thing.
2: Right, yeah. Like don't turn the
3: camera on me, don't put the spotlight on me. But can Kevin Hart do a restrained... <laughs> I think I because I think, that they, I think Would you well, that I think well I think that they're going to rewrite the entire character to be mm. much more jovial and in keeping with what Borderlands Three is versus what Borderlands One is because right. when you can when you remember that Borderlands was what like maybe uh, 70 75 percent. way through development before Mm -hmm. they completely shifted the the graphical engine and that in turn changed the way that the game felt and played and Mm -hmm. uh, the tone of comedy was like uh, spliced into it a lot more from that point. Mm -hmm. I think that Roland was probably just like the first character that they designed and he carries over hallmarks of being much more reserved Mm -hmm. compared to what, I mean you look at where we are now like he would stick out like a sore thumb for being the only normal <laughs> person. Well, that's
2: the thing. I mean, Borderlands 3 is like wacky central. It's, it's Pickle Rick central. So I think, yeah. I mean, speaking of Pickle Rick, have you seen, was it you that sent me the link? Yeah, I sent Rick it to you earlier Sims. on. Just what's what's that? What's what's
3: Rainbow that Six meets uh, Rick and Morty.
2: I mean, I, that, I, that surely has to be one of
3: the weirdest crossovers. Like those I are I two, say, two things so. that I could not. Have done. You can't it's even like,
2: play as like a tiny Pickle Rick. You've got to play as like the weird rat version.
3: Yeah, I was a bit disappointed that they haven't even got like a Pickle Rick bomb or something like that. Like, yeah, exactly, like, exactly like, 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 If you're going to lean into the gimmick, how it so that he like throws it and it just goes like, ah,
4: Pickle Rick.
2: I'll <laughs> <laughs> get just, maybe they have got Justin Ryland to do more voice stuff. But um, yeah, weird thing. As a sum up to that question, are you genuine, generally excited for the Borderlands movie? Yes. You, like, 100%.
3: Yeah. I am as excited for that film as you are for the Mortal Kombat oh. film because I really like the Borderlands franchise as a whole and I uh, hope that they can do wonders with it.
2: I would hope so. The Dynasty Warriors movie looks like one of the only... They're nailing that. That thing looks insane. It, it looks so cheesy. It looks it's so... good, so, though. Like, like I, I'm really for it. Yeah. Um, and
3: I genuinely think that the people that are in charge of this know what they're doing. Totally. Like, even, even if they just had an hour and a half of just frantic battles of just smashing guys that like doing. that's exactly what the game is so yeah. i wouldn't care at all i'd be like yeah this is brilliant i thought i
2: mean i know we haven't had a proper trailer yet i don't think it's been lots of behind the scenes stuff but hmm. um i hope there has to be a scene in there somewhere where someone just swipes at like 300 people at once oh that yeah assumedly it'll, like be, the it'll be
3: it'll be 100 percent right. it'll be luboo he'll but everyone will just be like what <clears throat> okay okay I'm putting my bets on this now, and you guys can quote me on this in like a month or two's time when we see a bit more of it. Uh, There's going to be a shop panning across uh, some of the heroes of the the kingdom. So you'll probably have uh, Lü Bei, Guan Yu, and Zhang Fei, because they're like the main central three characters, Um, and... They'll all look aghast. They're, they're going to be looking at something and shocked, right? right? And, then, and you're going to hear like a sound of thunder. But you realize that it ain't raining whatsoever. That's the sound of the sonic boom of boo. And then <laughs> the camera's going to pan all the way down the battlefield, past people getting killed. And then all of a sudden boo will step forward and just swipe away about 400 people. And they're going to go,
2: it's Lumbu.
4: That what will cut. happen. It, that's, that that's, will happen. Dude.
2: He he, and um, his like the the way that I'm visualizing it is like the way Sauron wipes away all the troops at the yeah. start of Fellowship of the Ring. I just I need that kind of energy. I think we're at a, we're at a good time with video game movies now. Like Sonic mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. a nice bridging point, and then Detective Pikachu was pretty spot on. hopefully, Mortal Kombat seems okay. We'll know this time next. We'll know this time next week. And I, I know that's
3: it. mad. That's absolutely mad. That you will be sitting here
2: either absolutely elated or so dejected <laughs> that you won't want to record this. We'll just we'll uh, we'll see, yeah we'll see how that pans out. I'm gonna see if I can watch it at midnight uh, the Thursday night or whatever. Nice. Um, For now though This has been the Untitled Banter Podcast I've been your host Scott Tilford Joined by Jules Gill
3: Thank you very much mate
2: Thank you all very much For sending in your questions And we'll catch you next week UBP 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 UBP. UBP. Etc Etc (laughs) Etc